all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. All right. One of those that you just kind of like, man, had it, lost it, maybe, nope. Yeah, uh, it's a darn good team on the other side. The Brewers have a good team as well, but they fall in the rubber game 4-2 to two to the Braves. A three-run homer from Ozzy Albies. He was 0-9 in the series before that at-bat. And then he goes yard for a three-run shot against the Brewers' dominant bullpen. They had gone 29 consecutive innings up until that at-bat without allowing a run. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jerry Augustine and Augie. I, I think, you know, we're going to talk plenty about the offense today, but let, let's first and foremost say, yes, Elvis Piguero gets the loss today, and he made a mistake, but recognizing that was the first run the Brewers had allowed from their bullpen in the entire second half. It goes back to last uh, two Saturdays ago before the All-Star break, the last time the Brewers' bullpen allowed a run. And, and even yet, allowing three runs over a span of 30 innings from a bullpen is a phenomenal stretch. It just stinks that it all comes crashing down in a loss like this. Well, you know, this bullpen is throwing the ball so well, you know. You talk about the starting staff that the Brewers have, and they've been so good. But, you know, you got to talk about this bullpen and how it's complemented the starting staff. And found out the second half of the season has just been amazing. The Brewers, where would they be without this good start, this good bullpen coming in each and every game? And, doing the job they have to do. Pogero just got a ball to Elvis, who was looking for something out the middle of the plate, got the ball up a little bit, and he put a good swing on it. But uh, this offensive team for the Braves, Braves is a good offensive team, and there's a reason why they lead the major leagues in home runs. They really swing the bat well, and they're dangerous one through nine in that batting order. And that, that leads me to my next point with you, Augie. It's just that you can you can never take a break against this lineup. And it just you look at how that, inning began to allow two runners to get aboard against uh, Piguero. It all started with Arcia hitting a little flare into shallow center center for a base hit. They got the lead runner in Arcia on the Harris ground out, but then Acuna singles on an 0-2 pitch against Piguero, and it's just, you cannot take a breather on any pitch against these guys, and you blink, because it was an ambush from Albies, it's what they do, and it's suddenly 4-2, to and you're trailing with six outs to get. It's kind of one of those things, they're inevitable. The Braves are just one of those offenses. It's ridiculous what they've been able to do to this point in the season. Yeah, you know, you look at them, and they, they just put the ball in play. They look in situations as they get along the game. I think it, this is a ball club, this Atlanta Brave team. As the game goes along, they get more patient at the play, and they look for their pitches. And I tell you, I thought RC fought off a good pitch and got it in and got something started late, and then they were able to get the force out at second. But, you know, when you got Acuna, who's probably one of the best players in all of baseball, and swinging the bat where he is, hitting 330, and then you got Elvis just looking for a pitch that he could – drive somewhere, got it, hit small out of ballpark. This is a tough team to face, and uh, you got to give credit to them because they're just a good offensive ball club. But how much better can you have a three-game series than these three games? Any game could have went each way. It just shows you that the Brewers can compete with the best of, pe- best of teams. They just got to get the offense going just a little bit. This is a good baseball team. They were in every single game. You're absolutely right. And, and you get another crack at them at their place next weekend. It's going to be rocking in Atlanta. And let's be honest, too, if the Brewers, 
we were assessing this series and assessing what these six games are going to be like head-to-head against the Braves, and all you were hoping for is to maybe not get swept in any of them. And you had an opportunity to win a series today, which would have been great, but now you just make sure you don't get swept next weekend down in Atlanta. But again, the offense, this isn't totally on Elvis Peguero. You're not going to win many games against anybody scoring just two runs, let alone the Atlanta Braves. But the Brewers' offense has only scored more than four runs once in the second half. And I know we talk about that four-run magic number is all they're asking for. But we're seeing this same song and dance over and over. And it's a cool story that Sal Felix batting cleanup. And it's cool that Andrew Monasterio, a lifelong minor leaguer, has been getting a good run of things. But... They're not a 4-5 hitter. They're, that's just not their profile. And this team is is built on singles and not built on power right now. Yeah, I think what you what Craig Collins was looking for each and every day, you know, he's always said, he said it in the past in his postgame shows, when he decides on a, t, on, a, on a batting order for that day, it's not only just a batting order. Sometimes it's on the defensive side of the ball. But you got to take who's hot. you got to take who's swinging the bat. And Craig is trying to put the ball, beat guys in the place where – they can achieve the most success. And, uh, you know, right now when you see what Felix does, where he's putting the ball in play, he doesn't strike out. He's got a great eye. I thought it was an outstanding job of getting that walk in the fourth inning to get a bruise a run. But it's about putting the ball in play. And that's one thing that this team has to continue to do. Put the ball in play, good things are going to happen. And they'll come along. It's just that they got to do it on a consistent basis. And what we're seeing, we're seeing some young players step up and really do a nice job for this ball club. But, it's got to be everybody. Everybody's got to be able to pitch in and do their job, and that's the only way that they're going to start manufacturing runs, hitting home runs, and scoring more runs. Yeah, they only had one extra base hit today. It was Bryce Terang's fourth homer of the season. And the Brewers, it's very clear. Now We're now nine days away from the trade deadline, August 1st. So not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. The Brewers are... You know, they have internal options. They have that fallback. I think at this point, their plan with DH and with Keston Hira, given his performance down in AAA, is they're waiting if they make an acquisition coming up here in the next week or so to decide what they're going to do with Keston and with Winker and with other guys on this roster. And mind you, Brian Anderson is on the injured list, but he's still with the team and due back soon. Rowdy Telez will be back in mid-August as well. So they can't go crazy, but you got to wonder if there's something external that the Brewers are looking at trying to figure out if they can make an acquisition in these final nine days. Well, I think anytime you go out this time of year trying to find that, that, that silver lining or that gold piece that you can sometimes go and find, is very tough to do. What you got to do is try to find a veteran, veteran that puts the ball in play. He's a good, good player can contribute to your team both in the field and and at the plate. And that's what you're kind of looking for. Will the Brewers make a trade? I'm sure there's, they're looking, they're scouting every place they can to try to find somebody that fits fits the makeup of this ball club. And you know, you've talked about Keston here. I was really having a great year, and you look what Sal has come up and done a great job the first two days putting the ball in play. Those are things they need. But they really need to find something that they can put in that lineup on a consistent basis, day to day, that can help this ball club. And they need that those people in that third and fourth slot that are going to give you RBIs. They got it in the top of the lineup. They just have to find it down the lineup a little bit. 
And even the bottom half of the order has been producing well, even going back to the Philly series. They did a good job, and Yelich had a couple more knocks today, and he's been good. William Contreras has been good. Uh, Adamas drew two walks today, but nothing else for him. And the Brewers, as you mentioned, they're going with who's hot in those main spots of the order, right? Putting Freelich in the cleanup hitter in the cleanup spot today. Miller got a knock today. He was batting seventh. So the Brewers are trying to get creative, but I, I'm I, I want to. I think the word is just kind of rushed patience, if you will, where it's like, okay, you can be patient until after the trade deadline because for the final two months of the season, the Reds are breathing down your necks. It's a half-game division lead right now, and you got one more series head-to-head with these guys. Yes, it's nice you've got the season series against the Reds, but at the end of the day, you got to make sure you keep up because their offense is just as good and younger than these Atlanta Braves. So this is far, far, far from over at this point in the season. We're at game number 100 coming tomorrow, or 100 today, I should say. Yeah, you know, I think what Craig is trying to do, he's just trying to put guys in spots and see how this offense offense will gel it. You know, sometimes you just try a lot of different things in different slots. And, yeah, but, you know, you get Rowdy back and you, you get Brian Anderson back. Those are two guys that, that really could help you in the lineup. you you got to get some of the guys going that are going now. But, yeah, you've got to give credit to the young players. They've gone up and get, had some really good at-bats, and they have to continue that. They have to – everybody's got to chip in, and we're seeing the young players do that. Now it's just everybody just – everybody doing their job. Don't do better than you can do. Just do what you can do. That's so important. He's uh, trying to get every ounce out of this team, and the offense is a little quiet right now. we got to give some kudos, though. Even though it was a loss, there was some good performances in this one. We'll get to those in just a little bit as well. If you want to join the program, you can text, you can call 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. 620. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all year long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More to come with Augie after this. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall today by a final of 4-2 to two in Ozzie Albee's home run, the decider in this one. I'm Dom Catronio with Jerry Augustine with us as well, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. A text here from the 262. I don't think this series told us anything about the offense. We didn't know. We still need a bat at the deadline. I think we did learn, however, that this team can hang with the best team in baseball. Not a bad series at all. I agree with that, Texter. Thanks for chiming in here. Well, I want to give some kudos here, Augie. Uh, Julio Tehran had to have a lot on his mind facing the team that developed him and he was an all-star with, facing them as an opponent for the first time. And he had been struggling his last three starts, 17 earned runs over his last three starts. And today, it looked like none of that had ever happened. And he was getting swings and misses. He was getting in and out of the zone. He was getting weak contact. I was very, very impressed with Julio Tehran today. I thought he threw the ball very well. I thought his last couple of times up, Every once in a while, you get a little bit rushed. You try to do too much. You try to make too many good pitches. I thought today, going up against a team where he developed himself, had a lot of great years, and then I came back and pitched his game. Got stepped off, took a little bit more time, a little bit more patience, 
and executed the pitches that he needed to execute. I thought today he threw the ball as well as he has when he first came over to the Brewers. Getting heavy hitters, getting in a, getting good pitch counts, and really making those good secondary pitches he needed to make. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, he had, he had struck out the side against the meat of the order. Uh, he had the sinker really working. The changeup was completely fooling these guys. And he gets every ounce out of his shoulder that he has left right now. And I think that was really encouraging that the Brewers are still trying to buy some time with Wade Miley on the way back, with Brandon Woodruff on the way back. They're expecting Wade Miley to be activated at some point during the road trip, uh, in the week at least, that he is eligible to come off the aisle. It won't be the day of, but he will be eligible to come off uh, that week, and they expect it as things are trending to be back. But Tehran, kind of going back to what he was back in June, being a very, very important guy to say, hey, I'm going to give the Brewers a chance to win the game. And Travis Darno, I tip my cap to you hitting that line drive home run to right field. But in my opinion, and Bryce Elder pitched well, but Julio Tehran outpitched Bryce Elder today, and Julio did what he was supposed to do as a professional pitcher, and he kept his team in it. And you don't get moral victories in Major League Baseball, but that's just like a gold star in my book, you know? You know, you look at both these teams. You look at the balance that these teams have, and I think that's what's a credit. I know the one guy who texted in and, and said about, you know, this didn't tell us anything much about the offense, but it told us a lot about the team. And that's what you're getting out of this Brewer ball club. You're getting a good starting pitching staff, guys who have stepped in, and they create a balance with this great bullpen that, that's been throwing the ball so well. I think you look at Atlanta, they're the same way. There's not a lot of difference. This is an Atlanta team that has a decent pitch starting pitching staff. They've had some injuries just like the Brewers, but their bullpen has been really good. They got Iglesias at the back. He's as good as anybody in baseball. So you talk about balance, the balance of pitching, that starts and you play good, have a good balance with the pitching and starting and bullpen that you throw in a good defense. You can have a good baseball team, and both these teams do just that. I know a few folks were asking, why didn't Uribe just go back out there for the eighth inning? The Brewers had the lead, and the kid is young, and you've got Uribe and Piomps and or Devin Williams. It seems like Devin was down today, uh, given all of the stress that there was last night. But you go... It's like some folks are asking, why did you keep Uribe? You realize, 29 straight innings. I mean, it they a formula had been working, and it's only crazy until it doesn't work, and it didn't work. Ozzy Albies hit a good pitch, and Uribe did his job when the righty pinch hitter came in because Milner was set to face Rosario. It forced them to get worse on offense by bringing in Pilar, so they bring in the flamethrower Uribe, and he gets the out, the job that he was supposed to do, and the job that Peguero was supposed to do was get three outs in the eighth, and then we would have seen who would have had the ninth. I, I don't subscribe to the theory that, oh, Uribe should have just stayed in the game. No. Piguero's been dynamite the last two weeks, and today he finally was, was human, and that's okay. That's why there's 162 games. That's development, pitching for success. Dom, I tell you, when you look at what Uribe's done, he came in the other day, just threw the ball well in the ninth inning, and what, they, what Craig is trying to do is sometimes you bring guys in the game and they go through, whether it's one out or two outs or whatever, three outs for a full inning, Sometimes, you know, they, that's the way they're used to it. That's the way they've been indoctrinating and learning how to pitch on the major level. I thought Craig did the right thing. Bring him in, see what he does. He did a great job. He got out of that inning. Okay, time for success. Now you can build from there. And Pagaro was the right guy to go to. He's just been fantastic. He's been throwing the ball in. Yes, Atlanta did score some runs off him. When you look at Elby, he's got a pitch out that he was able to look for, and he got it, and he hit it. Those things do happen, but... I think that what they, what Craig used 
Aribi right there was excellent. And just get him in the game, get success. That's only going to make it positive for his next time out. I look at the Brewers today, though, as we talked about in the first segment. It's, it's the offense, but that's not exactly breaking news. But I, I tip my cap to the Braves' bullpen and the uh, big league debut of Dicebel Hernandez. Uh, this kid came in with a lot of pedigree saying he strikes everybody out, and he came in and struck everybody out. And then Heller locked the door down in a stressful eighth inning, and then Rysel Iglesias got back on track, striking out the side in the ninth. And the Brewers just got a taste of their own medicine today. That's not a big deal. We know what that looks like, and you, you dust yourself off and you get ready for the Reds tomorrow. Yeah, there's no question. You look at what, what went on. I thought these were three really good games. I thought the pitching executed all their pitches. There weren't a lot of runs scored. I, yes, Atlanta today got the big home run late in the ball game, but you look at what these staffs have done. They've gone and executed, and they had some great defense behind it. And that's why you, how you win baseball games, and that's how you get into the playoffs, and that's how you, you get to go, to go to late in the season and be, have an opportunity to win your division. And that's what the Brewers need to do. Keep the pitching up. Get everybody in a positive mode. Get everybody understanding what they need to do. And then, and then let's see what happens from there. All right. So this is normally when we give out the player of the game, but in the loss, it's a little tougher. It's easy to give this one, though, for the crew today. It's got to be Julio Tehran. Six strong innings, three hits, one run, no walks, and five strikeouts for him. The player of the game is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations can make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. We've got more with Augie. Uh, we've got a difference-making moment in this one, aside from the Ozzie Albies home run, of course. Brewers fall today by a 4-2 final. Another text here from Aaron in Illinois. Tough one, but the Braves beat up the same way. They beat everyone. Brewers showed they can hang with them. Consider that Burns, Woodruff, Miley, and Ray, who's probably been next most effective, didn't even throw a pitch. Got to like what Freelich has done so far. Appreciate the text there, Aaron. More to come here on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Welcome back. We're with you until just after 5 o'clock today. I'm Dom Catronio with Jerry Augustine. This is WTMJ, Brewers Extra Innings, after a 4-2 loss today to the, to the uh, Braves. Uh, I, I want to just get this out of the way about the Ozzie Albies hit-by-pitch, foul ball, whatever that review was, the fact that it stood on that call. It was clearly a foul ball in my eyes. I don't know how New York missed it, but remember, we can get mad about that call being missed. Julio Tehran got the next guy out, and it was no big deal the rest of the inning. So that had no impact on the game itself. They missed that call, in my opinion, but it, it didn't impact the game. So we can all flush that and move on. Uh, a text here from Chef Ed. I agree, we still have the best pitching staff in baseball. Starters and bullpen just need to get that one strong bat. Absolutely. I agree with that, Chef Ed. So, uh, let's put a bow on this one real quick, Augie, with our difference-making moment. Then I've got kind of some some bigger takes about the next month or so. So, in today's loss, aside from Albies hitting the go-ahead home run, what's yours difference-making moment from the well, contest? You know, I like to say I'll walk in the, in the in the fourth inning. I thought that was really could have made a big difference up until the the eighth inning when the when they were able to score the runs. But I'm going to go Orlando Arcia, and the reason I'm going to go to Orlando Arcia, you needed to get something started off of off of Pagaro, who's been an outstanding pitcher, not getting much, very seldom that's a guy on base, gets ground balls, does whatever he has to do. 
I thought Orlando RC in that instance getting on base really started that inning and allowed Elvis to get to the plate with runners on base and hit the home run. So I'm going to go to difference maker. It was the Atlanta Braves getting something started late in the ball game, and it started with Orlando Arcia. I, I like that. I mean, he got the bloop single. Doesn't matter what it what it looks like. It's a line drive in the box score, and it started that rally. So I had one ready to go if the Brewers were going to hang on to win this game. It was when Austin Riley grounded out with a 3-0 count in the sixth inning, the last batter that Tehran faced today. The Braves are a team for, like for a philosophy. They love to swing at 3-0 pitches. That is their thing. And Quite frankly, Austin Riley on the heater that he's on right now, I'm okay with him swinging 3-0 and if I'm the Braves. But the fact that Tehran escaped that on a 3-0 pitch to Riley with the thinnest of margins possible, getting him the ground out, I thought that was going to be a massive opportunity for the Brewers. But then my real difference-making moment is the Brewers had an opportunity to punch right back against a very overworked Ben Heller as of late with a leadoff single from Christian Yelich. But then on the very next pitch, William Contreras bouncing into a broken bat, 6-4-3 double play. That was when the game you knew it was over. I know they got another little rally going there with uh, Adamas walking and Freelich hitting a single, but Monasterio striking out. I thought that your, you know, you, your leadoff man gets you aboard, gets you as a tying run at the plate, and you ground into a double play. I'm not asking for him to hit a home run. I'm just asking for him to work in that bat, not swing at a pitcher's pitch, and Contreras got fooled there. That's a good call, Dom. I, I tell you, anytime you get Christian on base, what he can do, with, you know, he's got 20-plus steals. He's so good on the base. Uh, Contreras being able to put the ball in play uh, and, and moving him over would have been huge there. But, you know, you got to give Heller credit. He made a great pitch and turned it into a double play and really changed the complexion of the game. The difference-making moment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Looking ahead here, Augie, the Brewers have one heck of a six-game stretch coming up, and, and they're in the middle of this hard stretch like we talked about with all these games against the, the Reds and the Phillies and the Braves. And so they got three more with, with the Reds, the last three games of the season, tomorrow against the Reds, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They go down to Atlanta Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the day before the trade deadline, everything will finally kind of ease up on them in August. So if you can survive these next six games – Three and three somehow, you're keeping your head above water. And you're staying afloat because, I bring that up, Augie, I'm not getting ahead of myself here because the, the Brewers did get swept by the Oakland A's this year. And I hope that's not going to make a difference in the end of the season. But you've got four straight opponents that you're definitely better than. in the Washington Nationals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Colorado Rockies, and the Chicago White Sox. And heck, the Brewers already got swept by the Rockies, too, out in Denver. What I'm trying to say is, these next six games, regardless of if the Brewers get shut out in six in a row, if they score 15 runs in a row and they lose, whatever, there's still a lot of season to go and an opportunity for those next four series to make up whatever ground could or could not have been lost during what these next six games are going to hold. So don't panic. There's still two months to go, and hopefully reinforcements are on the way. You know, you look right at what this ball club does. They just played a really good series against some people consider the best team of all, in all of baseball, and they did a great job and went right down to the end with the LB's big home run today. But, you know, you get back in the division. I think one thing this ball club does, I don't think they look too far ahead. It's about getting back in the division, 
going against the, guy, the team that's right next to you and being able to do something very positive. This three-game series against Cincinnati is going to be fun to watch, just like we just got done watching with Atlanta. So let's go play well against, against Cincinnati, then we'll worry about Atlanta next week. Yeah, I think about that text from earlier, the fact that Corbin Burns didn't throw a single pitch this series because he'll get the Reds coming up this week. Uh, they only saw Devin Williams once, and that was yesterday. Uh, they only had to see the A bullpen, you know, aside from Piguero having a tough go of it today. They only got to see Piguero, Piomps, and Williams as intended once yesterday. So the Brewers just need to get a lead to pitch to their strengths. And again, another text here from Taylor, this loss is tough. But they played the Braves team hard, tested them in every game. They easily could have taken two out of three in the series from the best team in baseball. The Brewers will be fine. These next six games will test you. They will test you as a fan. You will be struggling. You will be nervous. You will be, oh, my goodness, how is that happening? Oh, my gosh, how do you let that guy get an extra 90 feet? This is playoff baseball in July. Just make sure you don't have that hangover against the Nationals, but... This is, you're learning a lot about your team exactly when a front office wants to learn about your team facing quality opponents because this is what it's going to look like in October. That's what it's all about. You want to go and put, get the best. You want to get tested. You want to find out exactly where you are. You want your young players to be tested as much as they can. These next six games are, oh, they're great games. They're going to, it's going to be interesting to see how this ball club does and how they adjust and how they come back tomorrow against the Cincinnati Reds after losing a tough game today. But I'll tell you what, we've got to play well in the division. Cincinnati's next. That's going two out of three from Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, they're coming in hot, man. We've, we've said this over and over. They've won five in a row. They just swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. 55 and 45 are the Brewers. 55 and 46 are the Reds. A reminder, the Brewers already have the season series head-to-head. So you would obviously like to win this series to stay ahead in the division. But in the event these two teams are tied at the end of the season, the Brewers would be the team moving on because they won the majority of the games. They've already got eight wins under their belt against the, the Reds out of 13 total games that will be played this season. So this is going to be fun, man. It's, it's a... Uh, a 7-10 first pitch, if I'm not mistaken. i got to double-check this tomorrow. i got to pull up my schedule here real quick. Stay with me, Beer. But, Augie, we appreciate you, as always, for your insight and your analysis, what you bring here on WTMJ. And uh, sounds like you got a heck of a Little League game to watch behind you. Yeah, I'm watching a good one. Uh, we're down 2-1 to one in the last inning, so we're the same place the Brewers are. So hopefully we'll get a couple runs and move on to the championship. All right, sounds good. Jerry Augustine here on WTMJ. We're going to talk who's hot. We're going to hear from Craig Council a little bit later on as well. Thanks for joining us. We're with you for another 30 minutes right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The offense feels like it's in Hotel California sometimes. Check out whenever you like, but you can never leave. 4-2 4-2 the final today. The Brewers led for the majority of the middle innings and then the Ozzie Albies homer in the eighth in this one. Let's talk about who's hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider, and their sale is extended. You can get it to $1,000 off of a Dyke Furnace or AC unit through the end of the month, and financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-C-I-D-E-R.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Looking at the box score today, there's not much to really get super excited about in this one, but I just want to take a moment to 
just relive what Sal Freelich just did these last two days. In the big leagues, he is four for six, four singles, two runs batted in, two runs scored, a walk, and just like we all imagined, zero strikeouts. And we talked about it in pregame today, but I want to reiterate it today here to this uh, postgame audience. The numbers he had in AAA in his last uh, two years in AAA, when he's behind in the count and when he's got two strikes. In AAA the last two seasons, Sal Freelich hit 346 when he was behind in the count for an 858 OPS. Now, that's not necessarily always with two strikes. That could be an 0-1 count as well. But generally, it ends up being two strikes. So, again, 346 when he's behind in the count. And then just period with two strikes in AAA, 39 hits, 34 strikeouts. More hits than strikeouts with two strikes on him in his AAA career. That's exactly the kind of guy the Brewers were asking for and fans have been clamoring for and asking, why can't we get a guy that just doesn't seem to strike out? And Sal Freelich is your man. I love that hit he had in the eighth inning. Just keep things going, keep the line moving. You see Riley playing way off the line at third. Just hit it where he ain't. Pop it through the left side. Base hit, and the Brewers could not cash that in there. And one last thing, I I was a little surprised that Andrew Monasterio hit in that situation. But then I understood that, you know what, Andrew's kind of the bat that they wanted to reward. Uh, you know, Joey Weimer was available, Jesse Winker was available. But then you have the whole defense question. You would have to do a lot of moving and shaking there to bring somebody in. You would probably have to move Owen Miller over to second base or over to third base, and then you got to move uh, Caratini maybe from catcher to first base, and you burn the DH. With, it would have been a mess. So I, I try to give the benefit of the doubt, but I was a little surprised, a little surprised that we didn't see a power bat come in. But then I, I sit down and think to myself, you know what? Monasterio's earned that opportunity. He just did it last week against the Reds. He just did it this past week against the Phillies. So you know what? All you needed was contact in that scenario. Didn't necessarily need a home run. A home run would have been nice, of course. Would have given you the lead. But a base hit would have done the trick as well, getting you a run across. And with the speed at first base with Sal Free, like if it was a gapper, it could have been a tied game too. So I've gone back and forth on that manager decision from Craig Council, but I think I'm good. I'm fine on that. The Brewers... They played well, but it's not just one game. It's not or not just one at bat in the eighth inning. The reason why they lost the game. They only scored two runs. That's the reason they lost the game. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Here on WTMJ, we're going to hear from the manager coming up next. Craig Council's thoughts after this defeat today and continuing the home stand with the Reds coming up Monday through Wednesday. This is WTMJ. <laughs> Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers getting ready for a big one with Cincinnati down on the riverfront, but that's coming here, actually. They're just on their way probably right now, getting ready to get in the air to enjoy uh, making sure they get some proper good land food. Skyline Chili is disgusting. I I, I don't understand why that exists, but uh, people love it, so... You do you. I, I ain't going to do it. No way. No three-way for me. None of that. None of that stuff. So uh, the Brewers getting ready for the Reds. But before that, let's uh, hear from the manager, Craig Council. Uh, before we do that, I want to thank one of our sponsors, Hupe and Abraham. Hupe and Abraham is a longtime sponsor of the Brewers. And don't forget, for every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. 
And if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupie and Abraham. Win or it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupie and Abraham, H-U-P-Y dot com. Hupie and Abraham. Uh, let's uh, get to Craig Council here. Just a quick note from our producer, Evan, my... Uh, my remote here is frozen, so I'm going to need you to play Craig Council here, my friend. So let's uh, hear from the skipper here in just a moment on WTMJ. You know, there, I mean, I guess it can always be a little bit better. It wasn't a bad pitch. I mean, I, that's what I tell you. So, I mean, they've got a lot of good hitters. Um, the guy took a good swing and hit a home run, and you know, I give him credit. How big is that stretch? The 29th scoreless for your pet. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big number. Um, you know they've been a big reason why we're at where we are. Um, you know, again, you know, the, a little bit we got to point to like we're giving them a one run lead, and and you know that's scoring two runs is probably regardless of what happens the rest of the game, that's probably not going to win you you know a lot of games. We had a great start from Julio today, held a good offense to one run over six innings. Um, not easy to do you know we gave up four runs today it's you know that's not a bad number to give up um you know we just didn't score enough today yeah he pitched very well um just had him kind of off balance ball was you know kind of like what we saw ball moving a lot to different parts of the strike zone different speeds um and so a lot of like non-aggressive swings um and that's probably because the ball was in a good place a lot today when, when he's at that low pitch count was it a call about whether one more inning or was the up six up and down was, was that kind of it yeah no i thought that was i thought that was the you know right spot there wasn't a big debate there Bryce has been grinding a pretty good offensively since he's come back up to see him homer and you know every run counted for you guys today obviously that was a nice swing yeah I mean he um you know it's just he hasn't hit a homer in a while so it's just a good feeling kind of in the big leagues um just getting a ball seeing the ball leave the park a, a good feeling for him for sure did both of those guys come away on on skate yeah I mean I, th- I they're they're obviously continuing the game um you know, I think they're a little sore, so I would say we're, I'd say we're optimistic for tomorrow, but we'll have to definitely check on them tomorrow. In that situation, is is it who's it incumbent on the call? I mean, is is it just how does? Well, it- I think they're. I mean, I mean, if we could take the crowd out of it, I don't think they would have been an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're. they're Chances are they both called. They're both. They were both calling it. Yeah. They were probably both calling it at the same time, and the the noise in the stadium didn't allow him to hear it. So, you know, Bryce. If Bryce hears it, he backs off for sure. But he obviously didn't hear it. Speaking of that, Craig, what, what do you take away from from this series? Entertaining games. You know, the crowds they do it. You, you take anything away from these games? Well, it's look. It's a good team. Um, it's a team you want to. You know, that team's going to play in October. Um, you know, we want to earn the right to play them again. They're going to be in October. The Braves are. Will the Brewers earn their way into October? That's the question that remains to be had. Uh, we're going to relive this one coming up next with some highlights. And the Brewers did have some stuff to hang their hat on today and a really hard-fought series all weekend long with these Atlanta Braves. Stay with us, WTMJ. Ready for this? This Get up! and this Get out of here, time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. 
Game three, a rubber game between the Braves and the Brewers as this one pitted Julio Tehran against his former team. He was going up against the right-handed sinker baller Bryce Elder. The scoring started with Atlanta, a solo homer in the second from Travis Darno, getting his first action of the weekend. But the Brewers didn't wait long to respond. In the bottom of the third inning, it was from an unlikely source, Bryce Terang. Terang drives on the right. Way back. Terang has tied the game. His fourth home run of the season. And we are back to even. His first big league homer since May 16th against the Kansas City Royals. Good for him. So that ties things up at one. And it was clear this was going to be a pitcher's duel. And Julio Tehran, pitching downhill with the lead, certainly took advantage. Despite a one-out double in the third, he would leave two runners stranded. Then in the fourth, he really found his groove at one point, striking out four consecutive batters. Tehran getting his sign from Caratini. Pitch clock winding down. Here he comes. Got him looking. He strikes out the side in the fourth. Olsen swinging, Darno swinging, and Ozuna looking. That kept the game one-to-one, and the Brewers rewarded him with the lead after a leadoff walk in the bottom of the fourth given to Sal Freelich. Batting cleanup today, by the way. Andrew Monasterio fly to right, but Caratini lined a single into right field. That put Freelich on the corners with only one out. Owen Miller just doing a little bit of small ball and situational hitting. Game tied one apiece, the 2-1. Line drive center field. Back is Harris, still back on the track at the wall. Makes the catch. Freelich will tag and score to give the Brewers a 2-1 lead. I tell you what, Owen Miller's getting warm. A sack fly gave the crew a 2-1 lead, but little did they know that would be the last run they scored today as they were shut down from then in. They left the man stranded in the seventh. Then in the top of the eighth inning, it all began with a little flare from Orlando Arcia against Elvis Piguero. Then Acuna lined a single back up the middle on an 0-2 pitch, and with one out and two men aboard, Ozzy Albies hit a three-run shot to left center field his first and only hit of the weekend. He went one for 10 against the crew and had the deciding blow. A 4-2 final today as Atlanta wins the final and the series. These two teams will meet again next weekend down at Truist Park. We'll take our last break of the show, take a look around the league, get you ready with some big storylines and maybe some trade rumors as well. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. All right, last few minutes of the show here. we got a little bit more time than we usually do sometimes here at the end, but let's just kind of quickly go around the league today. Again, a reminder, the Reds did win by a 7-3 final, so they've won five in a row. They just swept the Diamondbacks, and they are coming to town with a vengeance as the Brewers are holding a half-game lead on Cincinnati they win another series, though. They'll be up a game and a half heading into uh, the Atlanta series next weekend. So this is not going to be, uh, you know, breathing room for a long time, I don't think. There's there's not going to be uh, space for error unless one of these teams go on goes on a big collapse or a, a ridiculous hot streak. So, hey, the Brewers already saw them once on a ridiculous hot streak, right, when the Reds came to town uh, right before the end of the first half, and they managed to cool them off, winning two out of three in that series. So the, the the Reds have been one of the best teams in baseball, really, since Ellie De La Cruz was called up on June 5th. 
on that day, they were 27 and 33. They're now 55 and 46. So quick math in my head, that's 28 wins and only what eight, uh, 13 losses, 28 and 13 since Eli De La Cruz was called up. They're pretty darn good, man. They are pretty darn good. But the Brewers sent them into a tailspin, right? They had come in last time they were here, had won five in a row. Then they came to face these Brewers, lost two out of three, and then went on a five-game losing streak. And now they're right back on a five-game winning streak. They're they're like team streak. It's crazy. It's like 87 all over again. So the Reds in town coming up this weekend. First pitch will be 7-10 tomorrow night as the uh, Brewers and Pirates, or Brewers and Reds get things going. It'll be Graham Ashcraft getting the ball for the Reds up against Colin Ray on Tuesday. It'll be 7-10 again. Andrew Abbott against Corbin Burns, the lefty Abbott's going for the Reds. And then uh, finally on Wednesday, it'll be a 1-10 first pitch as the scheduled pitcher then for the Brewers would line up to should be uh, Adrian, or excuse me, Freddie Peralta lined up to go on Wednesday. And we are still waiting to hear what the firm plan will be for Wade Miley on his way back. They expect him to be activated the week that he is eligible to be, maybe not on the day that he is eligible to be placed or to be activated from the injured list. He was placed on the 15-day IL on uh, July 17th, meaning he would be eligible on August 1st in Washington, but they think it'll be at some point that week. Then the Brewers have an off day on Thursday before they head back down to Atlanta and uh, see how they can react to this tough stretch of baseball. Now let's take a quick peek around the Major League scoreboard. Elsewhere, the Cubs beat the Cardinals. They took three out of four from St. Louis in that wacky series at Wrigley. The Cubs are flirting with 500 again. They're 48-51. and 51. They won 7-2 to today. The Rangers won a wacky one against the Dodgers. They gave up a grand slam in the first to Max Muncy and then scored eight unanswered. The Rangers beat the Dodgers uh, in Arlington. Twins beat the White Sox 5-4 in 12 innings. The Marlins got a walk-off base hit from Luis Arise. They win and snap their five-game losing streak, excuse me, eight-game losing streak. They beat the Rockies in that one. Phillies won in 10 against the Guardians, 8-5. Baltimore took three out of four down in Tampa Bay. They're in first place by a game and a half now down in the AL East. And Tampa Bay continues to kind of be stuck in neutral right now, trying to figure out what their postseason plans could look like. The Yankees beat the Royals, as expected, 8-5. Nats beat the Giants. The Nationals just swept the Giants. So I know I just talked about how the fact that the Brewers have four straight series having easier opponents, but the Nats, they they just stuck it to the uh, Giants. So good on them. The, uh, the Tigers also continue to keep the woes coming for the San Diego Padres. They beat San Diego today by a 3-1 final. And a few games happening right now. Good one out in Oakland, 2-2 in the bottom of the seventh inning. The A's have been quietly playing better baseball as of late. The Angels, Shohei Otani hit another home run, so what's new? Angels leading the Pirates 7-3 in the top of the seventh. And in the uh, battle for British Columbia, if you will, the Mariners and the Blue Jays, it's 3-3 three to three in the top of the seventh. You know, the Mariners can certainly relate to Brewers fans getting uh, infiltrated by an opposing team's fan base. Of course, the Blue Jays are all of Canada's team, and their closest major league city, of course, aside from Toronto, 
would be the Seattle Mariners. So they all infiltrate Seattle every year to go see their beloved Blue Jays. Then Sunday night baseball tonight, shocker, it's the Red Sox and the Mets because why else would it be? Two teams that aren't in the postseason picture, but who cares? Uh, They are Sunday night baseball. This would have been a great pick for Sunday night baseball. I'm a little mad. A little mad. Come on. We were were Saturday night uh, in America, you know, baseball on Fox yesterday. Braves, Brewers. This was a great series, man. I'm just... As I said, I tweeted it on Friday. I didn't care what the result was going to be this weekend. I wanted to see good quality baseball. I knew it was going to be a rocking environment. 37,000 plus every single night. We got an all-time classic last night. The Brewers made really, you know, mistakes obviously offensively, but pitching-wise, they really only made one mistake today on the home run to Albies. And then Friday, they almost made an epic comeback, and it didn't work out, but... The Brewers went toe-to-toe with Goliath, and they may not be David after all. They may be a little bit stronger than they give credit for David. So the Brewers are in this. Be patient over these next six days. These next six days do not decide the season. They do not decide what the Brewers are going to do at the trade deadline. But they're in a great position to find out if they can get that bite at the apple. I know you hate that phrase. They can take a massive bite at it with this playoff picture with the postseason and with the pitching and what they have coming back. There's a lot to like. These next six days are going to be stressful, but should be some entertaining baseball. My thanks to our producer, Evan Wittallison. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.